up in the sky. Look, it's captivating. It's energizing. It's Alliance's Heroes. Alliance's is the destination for entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, inventors, leaders, celebrities, and startups. Where our heroes in business align. Now, here's your host flying in, David Kogan, founder of Alliance's. That's right, we're back and what again another incredible amazing day. We have so much going on. Make sure you stay tuned through the entire show. Later on, we got Grant Cardone coming on that I'll be interviewing and many others. You remember Marianne Ross? That's right. Old uh, time uh, actress here. Well, you're in for a surprise of who's going to be showing up with her previously. So uh, make sure again you stand by and make sure you go to alliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com because it is the only place where entrepreneurs line and check out our past episodes when I recently interviewed the co-founder of Pandora Music. So with that, let's get started today. We have their writers, directors, filmmakers for the movie Canyon del Muerto. We have with us, we have with us Corte Voorhees and Sparrow Francis. Welcome to the Alliances show, guys. Hey David. Thank you. Happy to be All here. Right, well, yeah, I mean, listen, so let's jump right into it. Now, this movie, how did it even come to be? Well, first tell us what it is. What's the what's the premise of it and everything? I mean, I know, but we need to make sure that our viewers and listeners know. Absolutely, David. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having us. We're thrilled to be here. And yes, Canyon del Muerto is a historical drama about America's first female archaeologist who worked with the Navajo in the 1920s to uncover the earliest civilization in North America, the Anasazi basket makers. It's a true story. Uh, I'm the writer, producer, and director of the film. Spiro is one of our lead executive producers on the movie. And it's been, you know, an over four-year effort putting the project together. And last night, we just premiered the film as the opening night film of the 30th anniversary of the Arizona International Film Festival. We completely sold out the Fox Theater with about 800 seats. And it was spectacular. But we shot this movie in New Mexico, Arizona, uh, and over in the UK. It's a spectacular film, and we, we can't wait for everybody to see it as we unveil it through festivals and, and get it out with our, our distributors later this year. Now, nobody would believe four years, okay, four years into the yeah. making. So what's the feeling like, Sparrow, when you see it now at the Tucson Film Festival and it's being shown by others in the largest audience because it's brand new coming out? It, it's almost surreal because I remember when meeting Cordy from his other film, the First Line Films, um, in Chicago when we brought him in to the Chicago Film Festival, the Hunting Film Festival in Chicago. I knew there was something special because you, you, you look at how young he is when he first wrote the, the first line and then see how well he did. And then reading his work and wanting to take part of it and then finding, to finally looking at it in the movie theater going, oh my God, I'm actually a part of this. We actually made something that's so spectacular that's going to give young women an opportunity to look like, look what this lady did over a hundred years ago. She didn't give up her dreams and maybe I can touch my dreams. So it's almost an inspiration on it. And even for me as a guy with, with a young daughter at three years old, it, it gives hope that there's filmmakers like Cordy out there that are going to inspire young women to do more than just follow the norm. And that's what Anne did. She didn't follow the norm. She set herself out to do more than what was expected of her. Yeah. But how did the concept even come to be of, okay, 
we're going to get together. We're going to make a movie. How do you even, how does it come to be of what yeah. movie to do? So, so that's a great question, David. So, uh, I mean, I first thought about doing this movie when I was 13 years old, volunteering at the University of Colorado Museum of Natural History in Boulder, where I grew up. Saw the fantastic black and white photos in that um, museum of the Southwest and of Anne and Earl Morris. Mm -hmm. Earl Morris, her husband, was an early inspiration for George Lucas and Spielberg with Indiana Jones. They based that character a lot of serials in the 1930s. But Earl Morris actually was part of the inspiration, too, with like the fedora and the whole look. So, um, you know, the story had been with me for a while. And then I actually came to Tucson um, to option the uh, the rights to the books because Last Surviving Air was based here in Arizona and uh, optioned uh, uh, material. We have two films we're doing. This is actually the first of two movies. We have a sequel cool. we're doing for the movie as well. But yeah, David, and what made it incredible is, you know, Spiro and I uh, built a collaboration together. Um, we raised the money together. You know, it was a major, major process. Uh, putting the financing together through this movie but what made it more um you know just just uh, an even stronger hurdle because you know just getting getting a script together getting the, the money mm -hmm. together the talent that's all you know normal challenges you get with making a movie but then, but then yeah we landed right in the middle of the covid pandemic um you know we were going to go into production in march of 2020 right when the entire world shut down uh new mexico reopened its film industry on september 8th we went into pre-production and we shot uh, but navigating the COVID uh, pandemic through this was also equally, you know, challenging, uh, especially with Navajo Nation, which was single-handedly the largest community or the yes. community most affected by COVID no uh, in the United States. I mean, we yeah. spent $1.2 million, $1.3 yeah. million dollars on just COVID testing, just, you know. Just on the COVID aspect of the film. Right. I mean, think about trying to keep over 200 people safe right. on a day-to-day -day basis. So you got to get them tested. Everything's got to be super like you got to follow it regimented regiment everything has to be followed to the t or us we're shut down and we can't afford to be shut down right. tell this wonderful story right especially so, on a union production so yeah. and covid affects people talk a lot about it's the testing and it's it's the crew but and, and and basically a whole new department but it really affects every aspect of the production delays schedule everything i mean it's just something else but yeah <laughs> think how much easier it'll be the next time you make your next movie Right. Well, right. and this was all pre-vaccinations too. Right. That's what we like to remind people. It's like we were shooting in fall of 2020 and spring of 2021 before we had vaccines. So it was a really tough time. But yeah, we got through it. So any stars in the movie that we'll maybe have heard of? Absolutely. So, you know, we have all-star all -star cast in general, uh, but I can just take you from the top really quick. So our, our lead actor's newcomer, Abigail Laurie, who just won a BAFTA for her series with Amazon, uh, Tin Star, and then our other co-star, Tom Felton, everyone will recognize as Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter. Uh, and, and both of them lead the cast. But our, our supporting cast, you know, we have uh, Academy Award winner Wes Studi, Academy Award nominee Abigail Breslin, uh, Jacob Fortune Lloyd from The Queen's Gambit, Finn Jones uh, from Game of Thrones, and uh, the cast goes on. But, yeah, we were really lucky, David, because one of the benefits of shooting during the COVID pandemic is a lot of studio films and a lot of series we're actually delayed or not shooting. So we had a lot of cast that, you know, wanted to work and get out there and they liked our film because it's well, says true story and really relevant. And, you know, in our, in our, I guess, benefit was everything was shot outdoors. So yeah. we were, we were shooting everything in an outdoor space versus like, you know, in a, in a building where there's, you're confined to four walls. We had the great, you know, Southwestern, South, yeah, you know, we had the canyons up. of, you know, Red Rock and we're able to film in outdoor space. So, social distancing for us was a little bit easier because people were actually able to be further apart than being confined to one little area. 
So that worked in our benefit uh, when we were filming. Absolutely. Great. All right. And the website they can go to is what? First Line Film MSNM? NM, yeah. Films NM.com. And also IMDb. And we just did uh, some good press with uh, Smithsonian and National Geographic uh, who've been following the film. And, uh, and we're, and, you know, we're just unveiling the movie now and getting ready to do our festival tour. Awesome. Okay. Website one more time here. Firstlinefilmsnm.com and then also IMDb. Great. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Spiro, you look awfully familiar and stuff. What other movies have uh, or commercials have you been in? I've done everything from Walmart commercials to uh, playing a Navy SEAL in Transformers to, you know, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. My small, <laughs> That's my favorite. My cameo. small cameo in, in Man of Steel. Um, you know, and, and I've gotten actually my son involved, uh, who's 10 months old. He's now the actual face of a, a vino baby lotion. So he just did that commercial. So he's following in dad's footsteps a little bit. But, um, you know, uh, I've always loved acting and, and, you know, being involved in the industry is something that's that's near and dear to my heart. And being able to collaborate with someone like Cordy and bring stories to life is something that's you can't even put into words. It's, it's something that magical watching him work, his brother work, watching the entire team work together. Um, putting people in the right place uh, at the right time. So we're very fortunate. And I find myself very fortunate to be a part of this project. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. Again, you guys are doing so much. And, you know, I think uh, nobody realizes how much work and time and how many people it takes to put together a movie. I can never believe the credits at the end where it's just <laughs> the smallest print ever and rows yeah. after rows after rows. You know, David, we we had something over ninety two investors in this project. You know, we were piecing this, you know, piecing the project together with one investor at a time. You know, it's it as much as we like to say, okay, we got one person that, that wrote a check for the whole twelve million dollar budget. We did. We had to piece this together. You know, so which was great. Is that one of the hardest things, or where do you even start? I mean, you know, where where does someone start? They come up with uh, an idea, but then I mean, how many? There must be a million steps. Yeah, there are. And uh, one of one of the really uh, significant parts, like Spiro was saying, is it's such a collaboration. And we got to give you a shout out too, David, uh, because you helped through your show connect us with Reeve Lindbergh, the yeah. uh, daughter of, of the famous couple Charles Dan Lindbergh, who are part of our story and part of our movie. So so you also represent, you know, just being part of this dynamic process. And yet yeah, to Spiro's point, I mean, this is why, again, it's so important that, that you know, storytelling at the end of the day, um, it, it doesn't happen without great collaboration. We were so fortunate to get the Navajo Nation involved in the National Park Service. We did 23 scouts into Canyon de Chez over a three and a half year period, you know, to, to figure out how to shoot this movie. Because this is the kind of film uh, which normally a studio would do for 40 or $50 million minimum. Um, you know, it's a major historical drama that we managed to pull off in a pretty indie way, which we're very proud of. But yeah, it's wild. And, and speaking of the scroll, you know, we have we have about 92 uh, equity parties and uh, and executive producers. You'll see more executive producers in our scroll than any other movie you've seen. <laughs> but it was great in that regard. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So again, where so where can our viewers, watchers go? I mean, do they go to first film first film mm -hmm. first line films? Okay, first line films nm.com first line films nm.com and again those of you that are watching you'll see the uh, scroll below that'll have the link to it and stuff um when will how do they find out as far as uh, maybe watching it in the theater or that where is that how does that work yeah so basically we're in the process of rolling out the film through festivals 
uh, my previous film released with Netflix in 2016. Right now we're in conversations with multiple distributors and we're letting the film do its festival run to really build attention and acclaim uh, for the movie. And then we will be selling the film a little bit later this year. And then uh, that will be you know publicly announced and people will be able to see it uh, very likely in theaters and on streaming. Uh, so that that's the plan for the movie right now. So now that this has taken place, I mean, what I mean, do you start thinking you're working on a next movie? Next, what's next? Yeah, well, so and, and I'll just that. really quickly, we, you know, yeah. we do have a sequel to this movie that we're going to be, you know, looking to get started. Uh, without giving out too much of the details as of right now, because it's still in the early stages, uh, there is a sequel to this movie. There, there's more to Anne's story that needs mm -hmm. to be told, and we're going to tell it. And that's, you know, that's the most important thing is to tell this incredible woman's story. You know, it's someone that has been silenced for, what, 100 years? Yeah, and then this whole idea that, you know, a woman ahead of her time, very much a 21st century woman stuck in the 20th century context. But to Spiro's point, great, great story uh, and globetrotting uh, story that we're excited to continue to tell. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. So, Spiro, again, you mentioned about your son now getting into... Yeah. Acting, acting, movie, right? Commercials and stuff of like that. What kind of secrets, though, you know, can you share with others that are out there, parents that want to get their very young children, perhaps babies and stuff into it? Go, you know, everybody says, I got the cutest baby in the world. I want them to be the representative Gerber, what have you. How do you know what what takes transpires? How do you do it? It's a lot. It's a lot of work. You know, you. For me, my wife takes a lot of that burden because, I mean, obviously I, I work all day long and so does she, but she's taking on that burden. I mean, you've got to set up a trust accounts. you got to meet with agents and managers. you got to make sure that, you know, this is something that you want to do. It's not for everybody. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, you have to make sure that, you know, one, the child wants to do it. Uh, and, and especially my son, who's got a very easy temperament, it's easy for him to, to stay focused. Uh, a lot of children don't have that. You know, and that's the hard thing. You know, you have to have a temperament. Uh, and Cordy contested as a filmmaker, mm. you know, dogs and children are the two hardest things to control on a movie set. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, right. So, of course, now that, uh, yeah. now that, you know, you guys have finished and, and, and wrapped up this, now you're on to the second part of, of course, is promoting it, getting the exposure out mm -hmm. there. So what's it feel like now when you go to movies and you know now all of this amount of work that goes into it, like what goes through you? I'm like, do you watch movies differently now that you've made a movie? Are you able to still enjoy movies? Are you looking like, okay, they had this angle, this lighting? I mean, that's that your perspective. Yeah, no, it's, it's such a, it's more courty than I am. It's a really good question. Yeah. It's, uh, David, you know, what's interesting about it is first of all, it, it felt really good to see our movie in big theater last night, the Fox theaters, historic theater, just spectacular screen. And it, it was great to be back out. Cause you know, um, you know, a lot of people have been stuck indoors during the COVID pandemic and, and it's great to just get the audience experience and just feel the film with an audience. But yeah, it's, it's interesting too, because um, COVID really accentuated the, uh, the movement towards streaming, right? Most people are absorbing content at home. So you don't often get that shared experience uh, as much as, as, as we would 10, 15 years ago, but it still feels great. We're, we're really proud of the film and um and it's just, it's Spiro and I were talking about, it's just, it's so great to just sit there and, and see Watch, it all yeah. and, and just enjoy it. Cause it was, 
truly uh, challenging to put this film together. Putting any movie together is a challenge, and so it's just always very satisfying. And, 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 and I'll give away a little bit, a little secret. Watching the biplane fly. Now I was there. You know, we were there in New Mexico watching it take off, and then coming back and watching the footage. But to watch the footage in the movie with the music, it, it gave me goosebumps. Like I, I have the footage on my phone going, okay, this is what it looked like. There's no music to it. And, and I get it. And all of a sudden you're looking up and it's like. Right there. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like this is gigantic. Practical. Yeah. Thing. Not, just, not CGI. Right. right. Real you, airplane. You see, yeah, a, yeah. you see a real hundred year old airplane flying and you're watching the, the vibrations and the, and the bouncing. And you're just like. I was there that day, and now I see it on a movie on a big screen with music, and and, and it just builds up the excitement of like, what's next? What's going to be around that corner? What's gonna what's gonna pop up? Are they gonna hit the wall? Are they gonna are they gonna fly over something that they're not supposed to see and then see and find? Just like just like in the story, you know, they found these caves. You know, Lindbergh found these caves. You know, flying his plane, doing surveys. Oh, incredible. Excellent. Well, you guys keep doing what you're doing, Corte and Spiro. You guys tell stories of history and continue to develop more projects to entertain so many. You inspire others to do the same. Those are heroes. With that, again, you've been watching, listening to me, David Kogan. Make sure that you go to firstlinefilmsnm.com. This has been David Kogan with the Alliance's Hero Show. And stay tuned next as we have Grant Cardone coming on. This has been David Kogan with the Alliance's Hero Show. You guys got to dance too. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, there you go.